Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Student of the Gun University, a place for education and enlightenment. We help you gain a new perspective and understanding of firearms training. Your teacher today will be Professor Paul Markle, a veteran small arms and tactics instructor with 30 years of knowledge and experience. Grab your number two pencil, turn to page one, and let the learning begin. All right, ladies and gentlemen, it's time for yet another Student of the Gun University. Thank you very much, Johnny, for that wonderful introduction. You saw the title, Time Investment, 10 Minutes a Day. Recently, I read, and it's thanks to the internet, this appeared in front of my eyes, but it was a supposition, and it went something like this. If a person will devote or dedicate 10 minutes a day to the practice of a certain endeavor, whether it's the piano or the guitar or dry fire, dry firing your pistol or whatever. Uh, they didn't say that in the article. They didn't say dry firing your pistol. But, you know, if they would devote 10 minutes a day to an endeavor, specific endeavor, like I want to play the guitar. I want to learn how to play the guitar. I want to learn how to play the piano or do something. Well, if they will devote, this, the supposition went like this. If they will devote... 10 minutes a day, every day, for one year, then at the end of that year, then they will have, and this is the supposition, uh, a greater ability in that area than 95% of the people around them. Okay. Let's go ahead and uh, do some simple math. So you could do one of two ways. You can say 10 minutes a day times 7, 7 days in a week is 70, 70 times 52 is 3640, right? Or you could do, you could just say 10 minutes times 365 days is 3650. Either way you divide it, you're looking at about 60 hours, 60 hours of dedicated time to that specific craft, whatever it happens to be. Now, at on the surface, 10 minutes a day doesn't seem like that much, does it? You say, well, how many, how many of us, you can put your hands down, where you don't have to tell everybody, but uh, how many of us waste 10 minutes a day easily just looking at our phones, just staring at your phone? And, at the, and after that 10 minutes, did you gain anything useful or valuable from that 10 minutes of staring at your phone? <laughs> uh, no. When people tell me, they say, I don't have time. To read, Paul. I hear this all the time. They're like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't have time to read. You're always talking about reading books. And I don't have time to read. Mm, okay. Well, let's, let's consider this. How long does it take to read for... And you could do this if you really wanted to. You could take a paperback book. Let's say a 200 or 300 page paperback book. And you could time, you could calculate the time that it takes you to read, let's say, a 200-page book. Uh, a, lot of, a lot of the books that, we, that I produce are actually very short and simple and to the point so that they can be consumed quickly or readily. I've had people tell me that they uh, have started a book of mine and sat down and finished it in two or three hours. But the, the reason I bring that up is people say, I don't have time to read. 
don't have time to read. Uh, I know you have time to read, Paul, but in my life, I'm so busy, I don't have time to read. Okay. So let's let's figure uh, if it takes you two hours to read a 200-page book, right? So how many books could you read in 60 hours? Six zero. Uh, well, that'd be two divided. So if we were, you know, sticking with the math, that'd be 30, 30 books. So if you read, if you dedicated and picked up a book and you spent 10 minutes a day reading that book, then, and and you devoted yourself to that, you dedicated yourself to it. At the end of the year, you would have 30 books if they're, you know, on average, You'd have 30 books of knowledge under your belt. You'd have 30 books that you've read. That's a lot. When's the last, all right, how many, when, where are you at in your book reading? When's the last time you read 30 books or how long did it take you to read 30 books? Some of you are out there, you're like, uh, I don't think I've read 30 books since I got out of school, since I graduated from high school. Some of you are over there sitting there thinking, I didn't read 30 books when I was in high school. So think about that. Uh, Or how does, is the road to mastery really impossible? Or is it really difficult? Or, on the other hand, is the road to mastery, is the key factor in the road to mastery, discipline and dedication? You see, a lot of people get really excited about a topic or a subject, and they're like, yes, I'm going to do this, I'm going to do it, I'm going to do it. Um, a great example is people going to the gym in you know January, February, whatever. Uh, they get really excited about like, yes, no, I'm doing it, I am. I'm seriously going to do it, and I'm going to go to the gym. I'm going to go to the gym every single day, or I'm going to go five times a week, Right? And they get their gym membership and they and they buy new shoes and a new gym bag or whatever. And they tell themselves, I'm going to go every single day, five days a week. And you say, well, yeah, this, that's what your, your, your point is. Well, if you did that, you're probably devoting, uh, depending, you know, if it's, if it's a gym that's not in your house, if you're driving there, you're going you're gonna to change your clothes and drive there or you're going to drive there and change your clothes. And then you're going to do whatever you're going to do. And then you're to finish, either change your clothes there or go home and, and shower and change your clothes, whatever. You're probably devoting an hour to an hour and a half uh, per session, right? After a while, it's going to be too much and you won't do it. So if you break it up instead of that and you break it up into, let's say, I'm going to dedicate three times per week for 90 minutes, it's more doable. A lot of people will say, I want to do this, and they'll and they'll start doing they're like, I'm gonna practice a guitar an hour a day. I'm gonna do it. I'm gonna practice an hour a day. And I'm not saying you shouldn't. I'm not telling you you shouldn't practice whatever an hour a day, but I'm telling you that if you really wanted to have practical and realistic goals. Because an hour a day for the first week might be doable. 
And then the second week, it's like, oh, I got a lot of stuff to do. I can't do it. And so it, you start thinking what? Well, if I can't do it an hour a day like I promised myself, I, I won't do it today, but I'll make it up tomorrow. Tomorrow I'll do two hours. No, you won't because that becomes cumulative cumulative, and uh, then you're, you're not going to have time, three hours or whatever towards the end of the week. Many years ago, I don't even know how long ago it was, but uh, I was acquainted with the, the uh, technique, the guitar technique, where a guitar coach or a guitar instructor would make their or make their students promise or get a promise out of them that they would pick up their guitar 15 minutes a day for six days a week, right? You can take Sunday off. And then they would say, don't, don't tell me you're going to practice for an hour on Monday. Don't tell me you're going to practice for an hour and a half on Tuesday. Don't tell me that. I don't, want, I don't want, even want you to tell me that. If you do, that's, that's fine. That's on you. But here's what the commitment I want from you. The commitment I want from you is to spend 15 minutes each day. And that's one of the reasons why the coaches, especially when someone's new with a guitar or an instrument, they tell them, don't put it in the case and put it away in the closet. Get a stand, like for instance, for a guitar, get a guitar stand and put it in the corner of your room where you can see it. Why is that? Because when you see it, you'll think, oh, I need to, I need to get my 15 minutes in. I've got time and you'll pick it up and do it. 60 hours a, uh, a year doesn't seem like that much time. But if we talk of, if we're considering dedication, if we're considering devoting ourselves to something, what you're doing in the 10 minutes a day thing is you're developing a habit. You're developing a positive habit. You're developing a habit of self-improvement. Even if it's only 10 minutes a day, it's still something that you did 10 minutes every day. You could look at, you know, you go to the end of the day and you had all kinds of bull crap that you had to take care of and you had some frustration and you had some traffic time and you had all of that crap. But at very least, you get to the end of the day and you can look at your yourself in the mirror basically and say, yep, I did it. I spent that 10 minutes or 15 or whatever. I spent that time. When it comes to student of the gun university, if you want to master the use of a firearm, handgun, shotgun, rifle, whatever, specifically if it is a, a rifled barrel gun, like a handgun, right? A pistol or a rifle, or it's a bolt action rifle or whatever. What is your job? Is your job to ensure that the bullet travels from the chamber down the rifling, exits the muzzle and the crown, and moves on its merry way to the target. Is that your job as the shooter? You say, uh, no. Well, what is your job then? What is your job as the shooter? See, the pistol, the rifle, the gun, it knows what to do. It knows how to, the rifling in the barrel knows how to spin the bullet right? And the, the crown, if it's a match grade rifle, if, if the uh, manufacturer did the crown absolutely correctly so that it's perfectly symmetrical, 
the bullet will come out. It will be completely stabilized. It will be perfectly stabilized. And the millisecond that it exits the muzzle, it will be on its way to the target, right? So if the gun knows what to do, if the rifling knows what to do, if the ammunition knows to go bang when the when the firing pin smacks the little silver button in the back, what is your job? Your job is to hold that thing as still as humanly possible while at the same time applying the appropriate amount of muscle tension to the trigger in order to release the sear and make it go boom, right? How do you practice doing that? How do you get good at that? Because the human body is in constant motion. Even if you're sitting in a chair, as long as you're alive and breathing and your heart is beating, there is motion in your body. But if you want to shoot accurately, if you want the bullets to go on demand where they need to go, well, then you have to hold that object in your hand, that handgun, that rifle, that whatever, as still as humanly possible for the millisecond, the fraction of a second that it takes for the cartridge to ignite. And how do you do that? Dry fire. Yes. You see, if you dry fire, the ammunition knows what to do. The gun knows what to do. When you dry fire, you're mastering the mechanics of the gun. And you're also mastering the mechanics of your body. And you're learning to do everything correctly. Many years ago, uh, I interviewed some dudes. Uh, my, my friend Todd Jarrett, I haven't talked to Todd in a while, but he's still my friend. And I asked Todd, I said, uh, what are your feelings on dry fire? And he said, well, uh, when I decided that I was seriously going to compete i was going to be a shooting competitor he said i started dry firing a couple i think i think todd told me two hours a day five days a week and then i asked that's a lot of dry fire and then i asked max michelle another competitive shooter top of his game the same question and he told me something similar it was like an hour a day every day no exceptions that kind of a thing for uh, dry fire. And this these aren't guys that were beginners or newbies. These are pros. See, a lot of people in the shooting world have this misconception that dry fire is for beginners. But once you figure out how to make the gun work and once you can hit your target uh, with bullets, then you don't need to dry fire anymore because it's just for new guys and seasoned guys and Older guys and experienced guys don't need to dry fire anymore. That's that's old stuff. No, it's actually the exact opposite. The people who dry fire the most are the best shooters, the professional shooters, the top of their game. I'm not telling you that you have to be like Todd Jarrett or Max Michelle and dedicate an entire hour or two hours even to dry fire. But if you really wanted to be good, if you really wanted to improve, you'd dedicate 10 or 15 minutes a day, five or six days a week by the time you were done. And I don't know who came up with this uh, supposition about the 95%, but if you think about it, it's not that far from being plausible and probably true. Because how many people have the discipline or the dedication in their body to every single day devote time to a skill, to the development of a skill. 
So there you go. Time investment. Decide what you want to do. Decide what is important to you. And if you truly want to master that, dedicate 10 minutes a day. Or if you want to take Sundays off, that's cool. Dedicate 15 minutes a day, five days a week. And by the end of the year, you'll have 60, 70 hours minimum of practicing with that. And you're probably going to be pretty good. There you go. All right, ladies and gentlemen, thank you once again for joining me for Student of the Gun University. I truly appreciate you being here. Truly appreciate your support. Remember, you're a beginner once, you're a student for life. Thanks for joining us today. We are big fans of the value for value model. Please go to SOTGU.com to contribute the amount that best fits the value that you got out of this lesson. It could be $5 or $5 million. By contributing, you will help the show grow and assist in the education of your peers. And remember, you are a beginner once, a student for life.